0: We're going to be in Numbers, the 13th chapter. I really feel the presence of God. Unmistakably real. Ah. Glory, glory, glory. Father, we just draw close to you. I don't know. I'm just, thank you. We draw close to you. This is a moment that you would transform us and take us from glory to glory, from level to level, from faith to faith. We trust you. We trust you. We trust you. Anybody trust him? Trust puts you in a place where you don't have any evidence, but you trust. Sometimes trust will put you in a place where you have reason to believe the contrary, but instead you still trust. So we honor the Lord. Let's get to this. Numbers, the 13th chapter. I'm going to read a few of these verses going to the 14th chapter. I'll just skip around a little bit. Is that all right? It's gonna have to be because that's what I put in my notes. I'm grateful. I'm going to um, begin at the first verse and I believe this is the new King James version and it says and the Lord spoke to Moses who spoke to him saying send men to spy out the land of Canaan which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of the children of Israel. 17 says, then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, that's the land of the promise, and said to them, go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains. And see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether they dwell, uh, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor and whether there are forests there or not. Be of good courage. Someone say be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land now this is interesting because we're seeing the mind of how God thinks he's commanding Moses to send leadership somebody say leadership so we're not talking about novices we're not talking about new converts we're not talking about people who just went through the covenant partner orientation but we're talking about people who have a tenure with God somebody say tenure. tenure they have experience with him and because of their leadership Uh, position we can preclude that they were men of stature and maturity Uh, in in short they should just know better somebody say they should know better the mind of the sovereign is giving them the land of promise but he's not allowing them to access it without proper intel get the mind of your God he's saying I'm giving you this land but you've got work to do I know y'all not going to like it already And so he said, uh, where are we at? Verse 21. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rahab near the entrance of Hamath. Verse 30. Then Caleb, somebody say "Caleb," Caleb, quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. Somebody say at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him, these are the leaders, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. Somebody say faulty perception. perception. Verse 32, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out. This is the spirit of sabotage saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants now mind you they're bringing back a report that nobody asked them for he didn't ask them anything about whether or not the people were great whether or not the people were going to fight them whether or not it was land that was going to destroy the inhabitants he said go size it up just tell me whether or not there's camps or strongholds are there metal buildings are there concrete buildings that's all he said tell me what the fruit looks like but here they are, leaders. Somebody say leaders. Tenure, maturity, and experience with God that had faulty thought processes. So they bring back faulty intelligence. Are y'all with me? Where am I at? Verse 32. Uh, I'll read it again. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone and spies is a land that devours the inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it were men of great stature. Numbers the 14th chapter, verse 6, says, but Joshua, someone say Joshua, Joshua. the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, in Jesus' name, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying the land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. Listen to the report. Listen to their intelligence. It is a good land. Somebody say it's a good land. Yeah. If the Lord delights in us. Here's the here's the causative principle. If God is on our side, if God is with us. Then he will bring us into the land. So all of the things that you were presenting as road blocks and obstacles and stumbling blocks, they don't matter if God be before us. Are y'all listening? And then he said, uh, he'll bring us into this land, give it to us a land which flows with milk and honey only. Verse nine, and I'm done with the reading of the scripture. Do not rebel against the Lord. Sometimes they think that they're going against Moses. Or they think they're going against the consensus. But the judgment of heaven says you're actually rebelling against God. Only do not rebel against the Lord nor fear the people of the land. For they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them. In other words, God's not insulating them the way he's insulating us. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Father, we thank you for. The word of the Lord, let it be a hammer that breaks up the fallow ground in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Tell your neighbor, possess the land. Tell your other neighbor with a little bit of oomph and power and anointing and say, Neighbor, I am here to put you on assignment. The Lord said, possess the land. The word of God brings us into a living experience of the events and the happenings that have shaped the history and the destiny of the people of God. In contemporary times, we are to reflect upon what is archived in the annals of the scriptures, and then we are to draw from it uh, resolve in strength and insight. The scriptures reveal to us the successes, the failures, the lessons, the tests, and the conquests of the people of God. The scripture shows us the vulnerabilities of a people who are striving to entreat the austerity of a holy and sovereign God on the basis and merit of their limited and finite capabilities. But in the midst of all of that, they still believe. Somebody say they believe. As complex as God's dealings were, as difficult as their strivings were, like the psalmist, the heart of this people cried out, I would have fainted unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Uh, I'm here to present to you that there are many opportunities to faint. Y'all know I'm getting excited over this because I just hear God talking. There are many opportunities of the Warren to faint. There are many opportunities to deny him, Elder Bonaparte. There are many opportunities, Prophet Tyra, to stop believing him. And these people had many opportunities to just flat out stop following him and turn around. Yet, there is and there was for them an internal mechanism. Somebody say internal mechanism. That... Pushed them further along and deeper into Him until they lost sight of their inabilities and they became consumed with His endless possibilities. Sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta stick with it long enough till you get to the point of no return. And I know, I know, I'm, I'm, it's too early and the preacher's coming on me already. Uh, and, and, and and here's the point: it's not very complicated today. Somebody say it's not complicated. Tell your neighbor: just keep believing. Just keep believing, just keep believing, that's it. That's the punchline, that's the moral of the story. It doesn't make rational sense, it doesn't add up, it is not logical, it does not pass the test of analytics, but just keep believing. Somebody shout, just keep believing. believing. In the text, we are dealing with the nation of Israel after their exilic post in Egypt for 400 years. Imagine this, for four centuries, and the only history that they knew was suppression and bondage and defeated warfare. They had been forced to worship the gods of the Egyptians. They had been driven by the taskmasters of Egypt. Their women had been raped. Their children had been taken. Their lives and the expectation of destiny was completely destroyed because of their circumstances. Yet the very God whose name is faithful... In due season, somebody shout in due season, he appears to them as their deliverer. And I don't know who that's for, but you may be living under fierce oppression, but I'm here to prophesy. Somebody say prophesy, prophet that in due season, your deliverer is going to show up. I don't know when it's going to be. I feel the anointing on this. I don't know if it's going to be today. I don't know if it's going to be next week. I don't know if it's next month. I don't know if it's next year. But if you just make up in your mind this afternoon that you are not going to give up and that you are going to go all the way to possess the land, I'm prophesying to you that the deliverer is going to show up and he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. I have any help in here. So here we are with this nation of Israel. Somebody say the nation of Israel. And they are on the verge of the promised land that God swore to give to their fathers. And he raised up Moses to be the deliverer and to lead them into the promise. Now, I have to also insert here that the human pathology is to get real antsy right before the breakthrough. Right before you get to the promise and I don't know if it's anxiety about what the promise is going to be. I don't know if it is the uncertainty of being in a place that is unfamiliar but there's something about the point of breakthrough that when we get to the, the breaking point that all of a sudden amnesia starts coming in and we start forgetting things that God has done for us and we start forgetting how to conduct ourselves and we stop forgetting how to believe but I'm here just to inspire you for a few moments cuz i'm almost done to just not quit just don't just don't act up just tell your neighbors just just don't act up can can we say it in that vernacular just don't cut the fool because everything is on the line. We're too close now. I feel this thing pushing on me to start acting crazy right before we get the breakthrough. We are on the brink. I'm here to tell you, if you haven't discerned the time of the season, if you haven't recognized it, and let me tell you this, this is why the enemy starts acting up the way that he is because he understands that if he could only get you out of position, then he can get your promise. The devil is a lie. I need to somebody in here to make up your mind that I am not willing to give the devil not one ounce of what belongs to me you are a robber and a thief I'm not giving you what you're trying to steal the devil is a lie and your mother-in-law is a lie your father is a lie come on somebody open your mouth I feel a wind of transition blowing in here I feel a wind of breakthrough and I feel to go I feel a wind of momentum to push you into the promise somebody shall possess the land just think straight hallelujah just think straight I feel it just open your mouth and praise him let him regulate your mind right in the midst of the adversity let him regulate your mind right in the midst of what you're going through come on somebody open your mouth and praise him I just feel the anointing prophet. I just, come on, praise him for 30 more seconds. I already told you the punchline. You got to keep believing. I'm a preacher, but you just got to keep believing. Make up your mind. Get militant. Get stubborn with it. Get rebellious with it. I'm not allowing nothing to shift my persuasion. Because he who promised is faithful. He's faithful. Moses, take your seat, send spies into the land to scout out the land. Tyra, I feel the Holy Ghost. Don't shake your head like that because I just saw her go like this and whatever registered in her spirit just kicked me again in my spirit. I'm telling you, he's carrying us through. I just need to praise her. He's carrying us. Thank you for the anointing. Let me get through this. Moses sent spies to scout out the land. The journey begins with hallelujah. With him hearing a sure word from the Lord and God's intention to give the land to the people. And I put in my notes, I could stop right here. I could stop preaching and we could go home because the way it began is the way that it has to end. And I don't know who I'm here to just remind. Somebody said this is a reminder message. But Moses began because he heard a word from the Lord. And I don't know who this is for, but there's a sure word over your life. Now, I know. Watch this. I know you have some desires that didn't pan out the way you expected. Come on. I know some of us have been married and it didn't turn out the way we expected. Some of us have been in relationships that didn't turn out the way we expected. But the word of the Lord over your life, it's a sure word. I wish somebody would open their mouth because he's going to bring it to pass. Hebrews 1 and 3, God, I really feel the anointing, says that Jesus Christ is the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and he upholds all things by the word of his power. What does that mean, beloved? It means that when God gives you a word, Michelle Warren, if he gives you the word, if the Lord gave you the word that God himself is writing a check that he is telling all of heaven, earth, hell, and creation to cash. When he speaks a word over your life, he is announcing to the hosts of heaven, look at what I'm about to do. And as much as you think it's about your little word coming to pass, it's not just about you. It's about God's integrity before creation. Because the angel saw when he spoke the word. Y'all not going to help me. The devil saw when he spoke the word. And so he's got to put his own, he's got to fulfill the word because his own integrity is on the line. Tell somebody, I don't know about you, but the word over my life is about to come to pass. Hallelujah. He told John the apostle, take your seats, I'm almost done, to come up hither. He said, come up hither, Sister Mariah. Why did he tell him to come up hither? Because God was operating on the God frequency. And see, when you're dealing and interfacing with God uh, and, and, and he's moving in the God frequency, you can't reason like a mere mortal because our mortal minds cannot take in or comprehend what he's doing in his realm and in his dimension. So he told the Apostle John, he said, come up in. Now, he could have came down and spoke to him. He could have, he could have given him a dream. He could have given him a vision where he was, but he said, no, because in order for you to get what I'm about to do, i got to change your perspective. Y'all not going to like it. I, I, I've got to change your vantage point. i got to change where you are positioned so that you can see it through another lens. I'm here to preach to you that some of the upset in your life as of late has been nothing but God bringing you into a higher place. I know it's tight. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's not convenient. I know you feel like crying. I know that you have separation anxiety uh, from what is familiar, but I just, just go. Tell your neighbor, say just go because he's about to show you something that's about to change the game. I wish I had three people in here that feel tight in this season that know that the tightness is there for a reason the heartbreak is there for a reason How the pain is there for a reason the press that you feel is there for a reason because God is about to do something that he's never done before, I need five people just to open your mouth because there's a new season I need five people, I feel the anointing to open your mouth because you know you're about to possess the land the God frequency. The God frequency. Oh, come on. Don't back up. That's why your praise has got to be intense. Because you got to come into another level. That's why your worship has got to be strong. Because you've got to come into another atmosphere. That's why your prayer has got to be on fire. Because God needs you to step over into another place. Possessed. Possess the land. Possess the land. Possess the land. Hallelujah. I hear it again. Possess the land. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know there's giants in the land. But they're going to be like grasshoppers if you just make up your mind. I know the new place is intimidating but everything you've been through has given you the capacity I know you're uncertain about what it's gonna be like but if you can believe if he brought you this far he didn't bring you here to leave you I wish I had three people that understood that we're serving a faithful God and that if he gave you a promise he's faithful to complete it and fulfill it open your mouth and praise it Hallelujah. Take your seats. Take your seats. I don't know who this is for, but I hear keys. I hear keys dangling. You've been afraid. I know, I know. Listen, listen, listen. I know rejection is real. But when you're on the verge of the promise, you got to overcome the rejection complex. Because you're leaning up against the door that's going to work. Don't be traumatized by your previous experience. How do you? Here's the question. How do you handle those who heard the same word from God, but they refused to believe? See, he didn't just send out people that didn't know God. He sent out people that had the same experience with God. And this is why I have to present to you. And I know that we've been building this case over the last few weeks. But when it comes to being successful, Elder Warren, everybody is not going to be successful. And, 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 and it's not because you don't have the opportunity to be successful. It's because success has a price. I know y'all not going to like it. There is, there's a work ethic that is connected to success. Watch this. Can I present this? That even your victory has a price tag associated with it. Come on. It's easier to be bound than it is to be free. Because freedom has responsibility. I know y'all not going to tell the truth, but people who have been incarcerated often wind up being incarcerated again because they have been so acclimatized to the system of nothing. Come on. They don't have to do anything. They don't pay bills. They don't have to interface with people if they don't want to. They don't have to have any kind of conversation. They don't have to go to work. They don't have to uh, go home. They don't have to raise a family. They just, in their little cell, whatever it is, six by nine, and maybe they have a roommate or not, and it's a very Limited existence, but when you're free, now you got to learn how to work an iPhone. You got to figure out uh, whether you're going to be an Android user or an Apple user. Somebody talk back to me. You got there's hard decisions in victory, and, I, and I'm here to present to you that although you are accustomed to being bound, there is a deliverance that's about to creep up on your life that God is giving you a couple of days to prepare for. I don't know who that's for because sometimes God will deliver you when you're not ready to be delivered. They say, He's a keeper if you want to be kept, but my testimony is he'll keep you when you don't want to be kept because there's sometimes, God not going to tell the truth, that I didn't want to be kept, but the deliverer came and said, I'm going to show you my power. I'm going to show you my ability. I'm going to show you my strength. I wish somebody would open their mouth and give God praise for your deliverance. Point number one, check your people. Turn around, just look. I probably put this in every sermon. This is probably at least a half a point because it's important. Somebody say, check your people. The wrong people in your ear in the right season will cost you the promise. I'm going to say it again. That was a good one. The wrong people in your ear in the right season will cost you the promise. That's why you got to pay attention. Come on, y'all. I know. I know. Let me just get through this. You got to pay attention. Who's talking to you? Who are you listening to? Take your seats for a minute, because I'm not a naive preacher. Now, when God speaks to me and he speaks to all of us in varied ways, but part of my responsibility as a shepherd is to feed the sheep. So the caliber of God's communication with me is a little bit different than just devotional communication. We all have devotional communication where we just worship him and he puts things in our hearts and he loves us and we love him and he's going to make it good and all that. Come on, y'all know that the little, the romantic side of God, we all get that. But when it comes time to preach the word, it's a different level of conversation because now I step out of devotion and into the realm of vocation. And part of the assignment of the shepherd, he said to Peter, he said, feed my sheep. So then he begins to talk from a different dimension. Y'all, y'all hear it, right? Now, I'm not naive enough to think that all of you are really listening to what he gives me to preach. Because as much as I'm preaching the word of God that I've labored over in prayer and that I have fought for for decades to have the ability to give you, I know that you got some half consecrated, undiscerning person in your ear that because of their proximity to you that you are more apt to listen to them. But I'm here to tell you not to be deceived because you can't listen to people who don't have the blueprint for your life. I know you don't like it, but you can't listen to people that have not stood in the council of God for your life. All they can do is talk to you out of the resource of their experience. There is no, y'all not gonna like it, but I gotta tell the truth. There is no anointing upon them to tell you what you need to hear about what's going on in your life. So you can't divorce the word of God. Y'all not gonna, oh God help me. Divorce the word of God in favor of somebody that has a, 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 a gas. I felt something in my, you know, some. Uh, I felt something in my spirit that I have to tell you. Oh, you did what you eat before you feel it. Are you lactose intolerant? And I know some people get mad at me, but it's all right, Aaron. I'm not going to back up. You want to know why? to wonder why I'm not going to back up because he's faithful. Huh? And I have a track record. Yes. I've heard him. Now, I'm not saying he only talks to me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm trying to shut down you uh, missing your promise because you're listening to the wrong advice. Well, let me just show you scripture. There, there were 12 spies that went out. Now, these were all leaders. Somebody say all leaders. Oh. They all had experience with God. They all had tenure under Moses' leadership. They all understood the vast history that Israel had with God as a nation of people. Now, 12 were sent out, but 10 of them came back with faulty intelligence and with a bad report. Uh That means only, where did I figure it out? That was was only about 17% of the people that were sent out had the right idea. So what does that mean? It means that you can't listen to people that don't have God's perception of what's going on in your life because they're going to look at it from the wrong vantage point. And if you are apt to listen, now watch what they did because the 10 people that had the wrong information were able to arouse the majority of the nation and to get them to believe everything that they said. And so it got so bad that God only permitted two people from their generation to cross over into the promise because they were the only two people who believed. Now, most of us, the human pathology is, is that if we see a majority of people saying the same thing, most of us, not all of us, but most of us are going to go with the flow of the majority. Because we're going to think majority rules and because they all think it that it means that it must be right But no because in the midst of that entire aggregation of believers in the nation of Israel There were only two people that actually had God's mind concerning what was supposed to happen I don't know who I'm preaching to and I'm not trying to shut down Some of y'all get so some of y'all are so petty because you think that I'm trying to shut down your little anointing and your little gift And I I, I just I, I I don't give a hill of beans about your little anointing and your little gift. Go ahead and be be whatever God has called you to be, but I'm saying if you don't have God's counsel for somebody and I'm going to say it like this, keep your mouth shut because you're going to misdirect them and you're going to cause them to miss a season that everything in their life has been leading up to. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but when you are on the verge of breakthrough, the stakes are higher and your breakthrough is a hot commodity in the realm of the spirit and you have an enemy that he'll do anything to to upset your purpose. Point number two check your focus. The entering in season, somebody say, I'm gonna possess the land, requires you to shift your perspective from how it was in every other season. The season of waiting, the season of expectation and the season of transition all have different codes. They have different thoughts. They have different feelings and they have different atmospheres. And the season of possess the land is drastically different. Somebody say drastically different. You cannot let an old lens make your new season hard to see. Because when you get to the new season, you got to change the lens. Somebody say change the lens. You got to shift your focus because if you don't shift your focus, you will entreat the new season with the old mindset. And that's going to cause you to squander the season. Somebody say don't squander it. Check your focus. The two of them were not moved by what they saw. They were only moved by what God said, which means that right before you cross over, you are going to have your laundry list of things that will make you believe contrary to what God said. God, this can't be you. Let me keep going. There's no way you got me out here like this. There's no way. Let me keep going. As much as we want to make this about the company we keep, Elder Bonaparte, the real point here is that you've got to decide which of the spies you're going to be. Huh? It's easy to look at somebody and say, no, let me disqualify you from my inner circle in this season, because sometimes you got to do that, but you got to ask yourself the question, are you a Joshua and a Caleb, or are you one of the ten? When God speaks to you, is it enough? Oh God. My wife and I have been married for almost 22 years. And I can tell you, time and time again, she is consistent when we get in seasons of transition. She has one question What is the word of the Lord? That's all she wants to know. She doesn't look at the circumstance, she doesn't look at the finances. She doesn't look at the problematic people or situation. She doesn't look at the event. She doesn't look at what it's going to cost us. She doesn't look at how we have to grow and mature. She doesn't doesn't look at the responsibility. She only wants to know one thing. What did God say? Because if you are clear on what God said, then you never have to worry about the outcome. Are y'all hearing me? If you're clear... About the word of the Lord. And it shocks me as a pastor that when people, when I counsel people and they're they're making altering, life altering decisions, when they don't come to me with what God said. What did God say? You mean to tell me you've been here with me and you don't have an inkling about what the word of the Lord is? Somebody say, check your focus. Here's the last point. We got to go back up. Check your praise. (laughs) We're going to end on a high note. Check your praise. The two who got it right. Somebody say, "Get get it right. We're from the tribes of Ephraim and Judah. Ephraim means fruitful. Somebody say fruitful. And there were also inferences, elder, For dominion, because of how the tribe of Ephraim led the way in establishing the order for the new United Kingdom under Saul's regime, and they were also the first tribe to aid their support to David as king over Judah. And we know that Judah means what? So it is. Judah means what? It means what? Say it with power. Oh, okay. That praise. Judah (laughs) means praise. It is the combination of fruitfulness, dominion, and praise that's going to get you to enter into the promised land. When your praise is aligned with what God said, the frequency of victory is released. I got three people in here that's going to open their mouth and praise them right there. This is why when you praise... It changes your circumstance. I'm getting excited. I'm sorry. Because your praise will thrust you into the future of your possibility. Your praise will shut the mouth of your adversary. Your praise will declare the dominion of your God. Your praise will make you fruitful. Your praise will open up doors. Your praise will bring God's throne into the midst of the people. Your praise will cause his throne to be set up in your midst because he dwells in the praises of his people. I need three people to open your mouth and invite him into this place. High praise. Somebody shout hallelujah. Check your people. Get the wrong counsel out of your ear. Check your focus because the wrong lens will make you misjudge the season of promise, and then you got to check your praise. Why is it important that we praise? Because praise takes your mind off of the circumstance and it attunes all of your sensibilities with God, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. It is impossible to be defeated. you're a praiser it is impossible for victory to evade you when you make up your mind that though he slay me yet will I trust him and the other side of trust is praise because if I trust you I've got to acknowledge your sufficiency if I trust you I've got to acknowledge your ability I don't know who I'm preaching to but you're about to shift from one level to another level I need three people to stand on your feet to open your mouth God I feel a mighty rushing wind in the house God is blowing the debris of your old season out of your life you're coming up into another level of victory You're about to possess the land, I don't care what they told you the last time, you had a conversation, but this is your season, the land is yours, the territory is yours, go and possess the land, go and possess the land, tell your neighbor that although there are giants in the land, you've got a stone, and with the stone, You can kill Goliath. I need a warrior to open your mouth and give God a praise. Because this is the season of the conquering warrior. This is the season of those who are willing to move. This is the season of those who want to possess the land. Somebody open your mouth and give him a ridiculous praise. Come on, give him a high praise. I'm done. Give him high praise. Oh, come on. This next season's for the praisers. This next season is for those that are ready. This next season is for those who trust him. This next season is for those who have faith the size of a mustard seed. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. So it means God has got to put you in a season of impossibilities to cause your faith to arise. I'm preaching faith because you're about to conquer what you never thought you could conquer. You're about to move into what you never thought you would touch. I need somebody to give God a ridiculous praise if you know this is your moment, that this is your time. Give them glory. Come on, praisers. I'm finished. Open your mouth. Open, 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 open. Because your season is changing right while you praise praising. Your season is changing. Your circumstance is changing. Your belief system is changing. There's an infusion of faith that's gonna cause you to believe you're about to work miracles you're about to do the impossible come on and praise him I don't got no help hallelujah glory 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 I'm done